Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls of life, giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do, clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we said, dawn. Solid ground with Renan. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine, any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beans on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble in the building, checking in on this Tiptoe Tuesday. Wake up, wake up, y'all. What's happening, Dice? You good this morning? Uh, hey, The Fix is in. We own it again. Yeah, I'm great. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm on a, a, a great cup of coffee and, um, you know. Some great prayer this morning. A little meditation. God been revealing some things to me. Mm. He talked. Paul Paul talked to me at now and then. I'm like, okay, okay. and not again, yeah, and not again. You know, he he leave me. He leave me in seasons where you know he don't really say too much because mm. he's, he's trying to see if I'm gonna stay faithful and consistent. You know, he just want to see if I'm gonna stay faithful and consistent. But then when he ready to talk, he's like, all right, I, I've been watching you, but yeah, get this in order, get this in order, bye 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 bye, let's go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm just encouraged because um, he's moving. Um, not only me uh, personally in a mm. new season, but also uh, what he's doing for uh, the radio show and all the platforms we're on, especially right here on Holy Culture Radio. Um, I'm excited. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just excited. That's good. That's good, man. Well, yeah. listen, uh, uh, we uh, we got a topic for today. So, oh, buddy, y'all ain't ready for this real talk conversation today, Dice. <sighs> what we, what we, I don't know. I don't know if they're ready. You want to. You gonna ease into it, or you just gonna go ahead and just mm. uh, just chop them real quick? Just how's it gonna be? Is it gonna be an ease thing? Do they got time to just sit and like wait for it to rev up, or you just gonna go hit him hit him upside the head? <sighs> well, no, nah, man, we're just gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about self worth and value, and um, that's big. Yeah, these are things people really struggle with. Yeah, that's big really really struggle with so we're gonna dig into some of the whys and why nots and and uh, definitely give some tips on how to gain a little bit more of self-esteem and how to calculate your value so yeah we're getting into it today there you have it a real tough yeah. conversation yeah you definitely want to keep it <laughs> locked right. for that self-worth self-value that's right um today on our spiritual detox uh we're gonna talk to our brother from alabama um, our young little—I uh, call him young little bull, uh, Dante Pride. Um, you might have heard him, uh, you know, on a couple of freestyles on his uh, social media pages. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he went viral on Sunday services 
uh, page for uh, he took uh, that beat that sold anchored uh, beat and he murdered that thing on a freestyle man. It had Kanye and Sunday Service and everybody reposting that thing. But yeah, he's a super talented uh, artist, um, singer, rapper um, out of Alabama, Dante Pride. We're gonna uh, take you guys into that exclusive spirit detox. Listen, we got a bunch of new music we playing for y'all today. Um, you know, that's always the mission uh, to mm-hmm. expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it, Dice. Um, music on the way from, yep, we got uh, John Keith on the way, uh, as well as Scooty Wop. Uh, shouts out to Wop again. Uh, we got some big breeze too, as well. Listen, if you were in Atlanta um, this past weekend, uh, forgive me. Yeah, last weekend, uh, Big Breeze uh, opened up in Atlanta, man, and sold out his first uh, major tour. Shouts out to you, Big Breeze. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, he had Vert Mob and a little bit of everybody there. Um, so, yeah, uh, we got to play some of his music, too, as well. Uh, I love me some Big Breeze. But let's get into our sis right now, Tiana Gunn, uh, with that best view. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Yes, sir. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Holy Culture Radio. And uh, you know what time it is. It's time for our spiritual detox. Uh, this is our segment. We love the opportunity to just sit down with some movers and shakers for the kingdom, artists, athletes, entertainers, any and everybody who comes on. Um, we love the opportunity for them to share their faith story, their journey, their spiritual regiment, but also everything dope that they do. So listen... Um, I ain't gonna hold y'all, man. I came across this artist, man. I, I've been I've been following him on the low for a couple years now. Um, and uh, you know, he's been doing it probably a little bit longer than that, but I got familiar with him a couple years ago, um, doing freestyles and just you know, I, I love the way he moves and I love his cadence and his flow. So like I'm I'm big on uh I love down south uh artists. Anybody who knows me know I have a, a passion for it, but I, I like to also see people to work that catalog, you know, show their skills. So I came across him and I was like, you know what? Uh, I've been wanting to reach out to him. I said, let me reach out to bro, see if I can get him on. Uh, listen, he, he's had the opportunity, man, to be on some stages, uh, open up for some of the best in gospel. Let's be very clear. Uh, Pastor Mike Jr. Uh, we, we call him uh, Mr. Stella now. You know what I'm saying? That's what we call Pastor Mike Jr. Mr. Stella. Uh, Ja'Kalen Carr. Uh, Dante Bowl from uh, Mavic City. And the list goes on and on. And uh, you might have heard him on a little viral freestyle, too, as well. You know? So, uh, listen, I'm excited to bring my brother on today. So, help us welcome on uh, our brother, uh, Dante Pride. What's going on? bro what's happening man look i'm glad to be here yes sir yes sir i'm glad you're here man got a lot of stuff to talk about man a little bit of time so we're gonna get to it so you know first off man share a little bit of your faith journey with the people man for those who may not know you share a little bit of your faith journey how you develop your personal relationship with christ not grandmama relationship not mama relationship your relationship (laughs) yes sir so uh First of all, my 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 parents always tell me they'd be like, "God ain't got no grandchildren." So like you said, man, you got <laughs> yeah. you, you got to know them for yourself. So, man, I grew up uh, a PK actually. Okay. Uh, man, I was always up and in the church when I tell you Sunday school, all of that, man. So, uh, in, in high school, my dad he became uh, a pastor. So he became a pastor, man. Uh, when I tell you, that's when I really felt like I began to really find christ for myself i got baptized at the age of five years old and uh when, when i was 14 my dad started pastoring man and uh i think that's when i started getting hip to a lot of tradition like i was like man a lot of this mm. stuff that is going on man it's real traditional like my dad was pastoring up up here 
Baptist church where they didn't play. Like mm-hmm. you didn't come to church with hats on, whether it was revival or not, man. And so I began to really just discover God, man. And, you know, I just, my heart desire, I was just like, God, I want to know who you really are, because it would be moments where I would invite people to church. Uh, they dress like how I dress and they would tell them like, Hey, like you need to take your hat off. And sometimes it wasn't even because of the fact that, uh, they just wanted to wear a hat. Maybe they didn't have a haircut, you know what I'm saying? Right. And just that, that would keep them from coming to church. And I was like, God, like this ain't it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like this is how you operate. And so, uh, I began to dig deeper. And as I began to, uh, finally develop a true relationship with Christ, because keep in mind, man, like I was, I was rapping, like I was rapping at 12 on stages at churches at 12. And back then I felt like it was cute. I was rapping about what, uh, what I heard. It wasn't, uh, really personal. And so, uh, I want to say, man, it was around the age, man, of really 15, man, when I really discovered Jesus Christ, man, and, uh, really, Begin to form a relationship outside of the religion and the tradition that I was taught. And really, when I started to break those barriers of tradition, man, when I tell you family, all of them, man, they, they thought I was insane. They were like, man, this dude is crazy. Like he, they looked at me like I was a devil himself a little bit. And, um, and man, I can truly say today, man, just basically off of me going out and discovering Christ for myself, it has freed uh that bondage of religion over my family as well so uh age 15 man is when i can really say man i I really discovered jesus christ do you think um i appreciate you sharing that do you think it was uh fear of change while a lot of you know uh maybe of the elders at the church didn't want to accept the change of you bringing um an understanding of the relationship part of kingdom uh compared to what they have been used to doing Yes. Um, and, and now, man, I can really say, man, um, just realizing, um, our history, you know, man, uh, back in slavery days when they would dress up, man, on, they would dress up on Sundays. That was the only time that they could actually dress up. So I feel like that was important to them. Uh, Sundays, I feel like that was the only time that our people could, would actually feel important. You know mm. what I'm saying? And, uh, I feel like part of me was really torn because mm-hmm. hip hop is, the culture that we are known for, our people is known for. And a lot of the churches that I was getting booked at were per, predominantly Caucasian churches. And I'm like, why am I not being accepted by my own kind? And I was really confused about that, man. And so um, it, it got to a point where I was like, I, I, I feel like I had became rebellious. Uh, one of the tracks that really just kind of, I guess, got me on the scene was a track called Can I Turn Up In Your Church? Mm-hmm. And when I dropped, can I turn up in your church, man? Uh, it was a lot of people that was mad, man. And that song actually came from me going to a church, uh, to a concert and I was prepared to worship. And I had somebody come up to me and tell me like, young man, you need to take your hat off or you need to get out. And it, it tore me. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like if this would have happened to somebody on the street, they would have never came back here. And so, uh, now I just feel like, man, it's all about bridging the gap and explaining it in a better way i've I've learned to have more grace for uh our elderly elders in that area because i feel like if you go to uh olive garden or whatnot and you wearing a hat they say it's american etiquette not to wear a hat in a building they say you don't wear a hat before the judge or whatnot but if you go to olive garden or somewhere and you got your hat on 
and you're at a restaurant, you're sitting at the table, they're not going to tell you, you're not finna eat here because of how you look like because you got this hat on because they mm-hmm. want your money. And at right. the end of the day, if somebody come into church and they don't look like what church is supposed to look like, you're going to turn them away just because they're not your perspective. Uh, they don't show what you think church is supposed to look like. You're going to turn them away and you claim you want their souls to be one to Christ. And so uh, I feel like we didn't came a long way, but I still feel like we got a long way to go as well. No, I agree. And it's funny because uh, I had a similar experience um, w- when I was younger. Um, I went into a local church, literally um, not even a block away from where I lived. And um, they wouldn't even let me in the door because I had on a polo shirt and Jabot jeans and Timberlands. They was like, <laughs> you, to your point, they like, yeah, you know, you got to come back with a suit, young man. I'm like, I, I don't have a suit yet, but I do want to receive this word and um, yeah. try to get my soul filled. And I, I promise you, I, I never even got into the church to even get a word or anything. And I was I was messed up for a while. Praise God that I wow. continued to search for a church. And I found a church that accepted me uh, actually for who I was. And, and, and the pastor clearly told me, he said, Larry, it's not about the clothes. It's definitely about souls. He said, yeah, uh, Jesus, yeah. if he was walking uh, through all these towns, I'm pretty sure he didn't care what people had if they wanted to follow him he said come follow me <laughs> yeah jesus so, didn't even have a suit on yeah right right <laughs> right 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 and, and we know he could have had whatever he wanted to have on let's be very clear <laughs> Thanks. Right, right yeah so you know what what's um what's one misconception of growing up as a pk that you could share uh with the people that you know from your experience man uh from my experience my experience was a little different it was super weird, man. I feel like, um, of course, being a PK, I got a chance to see so many, so much in the church, like all the ins and outs. And um, I feel like one of the things they would be like, man, pastors' kids be the worst. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, for me, man, to be honest with you, I feel like through life and no, your boy ain't never proclaimed to be perfect. I'm far from perfect. But I mm-hmm. feel like, man, at a young age, I got... Um, introduced to christian hip-hop at uh in the second grade my uh my uncle was was actually a youth pastor okay in that moment man it's crazy to this day in that moment when i was in the second grade i knew god had called me to christian hip-hop i was like god like i i know this is what i want to do with my life and i'm freaking eight years old (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's like it it was weird so uh anyway man i was uh, trying to perform at churches like while all of my friends and stuff while they were at parties and stuff man i was trying to go to churches and i feel like um uh, part of my father was kind of trying to protect me from being too involved in the church which is kind of w- probably be kind of weird to some people because of the fact he's a pastor and so uh i wasn't asking to go to no parties i was asking to pull up at the church mm-hmm. and um uh, man I, I always had a desire to like pr- to please god man like there was always my heart's desire man like and i felt like i was kind of kept away from that from a while for a while so i remember i used to have a bad reputation of canceling shows because my voice has always been this deep since i was since i was 12 and so a lot of people that i would talk with and negotiate shows with they would think that they was talking to somebody that was 18 you know what i'm saying and so mm. um I would I would come to my father and be like, yo, like, I got booked for this show, like, tomorrow, like, can I do it? And the answer would be no. Wow. <laughs> and so uh, when he would tell me no, man, I would be on a flyer and everything, man, and I would not be able to do the show. 
And man, so when I tell you, man, it was like I was in church on Sundays, but a lot of time uh, during the week, man, I was recording, I was writing. Um, and I always had the desire just to please God and then to grow closer to him. But uh, I felt like I was kind of kept away a lot uh, from doing extra church activities a lot of the time. So uh, the misconception is that we the worst ones. I wasn't too much just wilding. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah, so I, I don't think that's the that's a true statement for everybody. But I no. totally get what they say when they say that. <laughs> right. Because some some rebel against it because they feel like their parents are never like there for them. They're always there for the church. So they feel yep. like, all right, to get their attention, let me do something to shake some things up. So yep. no, I get it. I've seen it both ways. Listen, who was uh? listen, let me salute you. You say you started listening to Christian hip hop in the second grade. Who was the first Second artist? Grade. Who was the first artist that really wooed you? Like you knew, like okay, yeah, I, I really like this uh, genre. So actually, the first artist was Kenton Jones. Oh yeah, it was Kenton Jones. Well, li- listen, say less. Listen, that's a that's an OG. <laughs> that's the vet. You you gonna stay safe if you listen to K Joe? And he's uh, listen. Shout out to K Joe because uh, let me tell you something. I tell him all the time. Every time I interview and talk with him, I say, man, you bless me. You put me in a, a season where I always could do gospel skate night, and I could always mix any of his records because he was one of the first ones seriously like when you go back to back in the day like early ken jones like all his stuff had heavy 808s that you could mix and everybody yeah all that all that yeah absolutely so yeah listen i already know yeah yeah that's a good one um that you got hip to uh listen man um so 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 walk us through um you okay you're starting to record music uh you say at 12 at 12 years old. Okay, so walk us through, um, you starting to record music. When did you know that this is what you wanted to do, like, like for, you know, because I, I feel like even though you're recording, maybe you still kind of feeling like, are you going to be nice at this? Or, you know, are yeah. you just something you're going to run out of, you know, some little fad? Like, when did you know, no, I'm going to do this for real, long term? Uh, So I remember I used to put all type of viruses and stuff on my parents' computer because I would download okay. this software called Mixcraft. And it was a free trial. So what I would do was I would have to download different versions to it all the time. And so I would be in that little sunroom and stuff, you know, uh, writing every day, like every day I was in there and uh, getting beats, rapping on beats that I didn't pay for. Uh, And so, yeah, man, I remember I was also a hooper. And so I would always, you know, I would hoop, too. I I was on the team uh, in high school. I played for my high school my freshman year. And by the time I got the sophomore year, we had another trial. And by the time we had the other trial, they told me that I made the team again. And so, uh, man, I just got the feeling something. I was like, I don't want to do this no more. Like, I don't want to mm. play basketball no more. And uh, to be honest with you, that's how me and a lot of my family members uh, bonded. Uh, and when I when I said that I wanted to rap, I was like, man, I just want to rap. I want to focus on rapping. And, you know, you hear from a lot of people like rapping is not a real career like you're not going to go far. How many Christian rappers do you know uh, make money? They would say stuff like that to me. Mm-hmm. and But I still didn't care. I was like, I know this is what God has called me to. So, yeah, man, I was 15. I quit basketball and I literally told myself I was like, I'm focusing on music. And uh, throughout this journey, man, when I tell you a lot of people, they'll look up today uh, and they'll see me open up for certain individuals and stuff. And I still have not got to a point where I've arrived. And I feel like no matter how high you get, you will never arrive. No matter how high you get, you'll never be high enough at the end of the day. So uh, I feel like a lot of people, they'll reach out to me through DM or whatnot and be like, 
uh, like, where'd you come from? This and that. Because a lot of people that's just not following me, they'll probably think, like, this dude just popped out and started doing this maybe a year or two ago. Like, uh, I don't share my age a lot, but I rock with the fixed radio. I'm 24 years old. So, like I said, I hit the stage for the first time when I was 12. And I've been doing this nonstop all, in, all the way until now. And so, just now, am I actually uh, seeing the, the fruits of my labor? Listen, that's amazing. I, I think of uh, young Aaron Cole. Aaron Cole shares a similar story, yeah. just like you, how he started at like four or five years old. So, listen, that's amazing. Listen, uh, DJ Focus, uh, I got to go to a quick break. I promise you, don't touch that dial. We coming back with more from Dante Pride. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus. You tap back into the fix right here on Sirius XM channel 154. Holy culture radio. Listen, uh, we're still having a great conversation with my brother, Dante Price. So listen, Dante, talk about it. Um, walk us through your creative process. Like when you go into the studio to record, are you one that has to hear the beats a little bit? Uh, do you like to hear a lot of, you know, melodic, a lot of music instrumentation in the background? Do you write first? Walk us through yeah. what it looks like for you to make a single. Uh, so now it has changed uh, in the past uh, and by in the past I mean like last year uh, I would always have to hear like I wouldn't say have to hear but I would prefer uh, the beat first uh, okay. and kind of just bounce off the beat uh, just kind of and I, I only write in like in like tight spaces and it's okay. kind of weird so uh, me I don't do a lot of writing like in a studio or whatnot. usually I would go out to the car like I gotta feel the bass and everything and uh i just start off with something melodic and god would just start downloading lyrics uh into me but now um when i tell you man a lot of people i know a lot of people that release music boom 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 like they probably can release every week and i feel like um i know i can do the same thing too but uh, i feel like with me man god is so different i feel like god is so strategic when it comes uh comes to me with writing um, I, I tell people all the time I say it like this I feel like a good song brings chills But an anointed song breaks jokes And mm-hmm. a lot of times man I When I tell you I have I have albums In, in this computer right now Like I have albums that I can release But um, God would tell me no And uh, I just released a single Not too long ago uh, featuring pastor candy west and when i tell you that song literally i was sitting on that song for about five six years before i could Mm. even release that and as soon as i released that song man i had a lady come to me tell uh come tell me on her birthday she said dante that song freed me on my birthday Mm. and i'm like wow like that's crazy and i feel like god was just telling me then like with your releases i don't want you to just release like i have an appointed time for when you are to release singles eps so uh so now man I, i'm more so god would just download a saying in me man and i would go from there so now a lot of my stuff comes from just from scratch i'll have the hook ready we'll mm-hmm. have some guys to lock in and uh we'll just start the creative process from there listen talk a little bit more about that you said something powerful on that and i really want the uh the audience to hear um when you talk about the power of submitting to god when you when you receive the revelation i i I always argue a lot of people get the revelation but they still miss the mark in submitting and doing what the revelations what god told you to do yeah they kind of still do what they want to do so talk about talk a little bit more elaborate a little bit more on that because i think that's very powerful of um 
obviously your spiritual regimen has to be in a good place to where you're hearing from God for the most part. And, and yeah. you understand the power of submitting. I think a lot of people uh, don't realize um, at the end of the day, man, we not just making any type of music. Like Thanks. we, we not. And, 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 and I think right now I'm seeing this trend a lot, man. in CHH where people, uh, I see this discussion, like, would you do a song with a secular artist? And oh, here you go. a lot Let's of them go. like, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Um, I used to say, yeah, man, if, if Lil Wayne, man, if he, if he do a song with me and he just don't do no cussing, I'm doing it. But my thing is, nah, fam, like, we building kingdom out here. Because at mm. the end of the day, if I put Lil Wayne on my track right now, if Lil Wayne said, I want to do a song with you, the kids, they're going to probably go, and the kids and young adults, they're going to go and look up and be like, some of them may have not even heard of Lil Wayne. They may be sheltered. And they're mm-hmm. going to be like, okay, Dante got a song with Lil Wayne. They look up Lil Wayne, and they see everything else that can mm. lead them into destruction. And so for me, man, I feel like when it comes to even releasing songs, and I feel like I'm all over the place. I'm so, when I tell you I'm passionate about this thing, uh, when it comes to, uh, hearing from the Holy Spirit on when to release and when to release, I feel like, uh, the same guy that gave you the song would be the same guy to tell you when to release the song. Okay. And so a lot of times I feel like we'd be like, we get so excited. We'd be like, man, this song is crazy. I got to release this next week. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, dude, like, Listen to the voice of God because the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing. And so I feel like uh, what I've had to get out of is just worry about the streams. Like it's like me right now. I'm not at a place right now where I'm getting a million streams. You know what I'm saying? I, I look around and I see all these artists and stuff, you know, getting a million streams. And it's dope. I believe God is going to do it one day. But I feel like God has been lately having me in a place. He's like, Dante, if you don't get the million streams, if it don't run up like that, what if I told you that it was only going to save about 100 people and you only had a few thousand streams right now? Would you be okay with that? Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, man, that's tough because... With so many people, they'll get it confused. They'll be like, man, we do this for God. We don't do this for people. But at the end of the day, yes, we're saving souls, but you still have a gift that God has given you. And you you would like to be recognized for that gift. Facts. But that's not the, the big picture. And so for me, man, I just really believe about being strategic on who you're really doing this for. Uh, you're doing this for the kingdom and you're doing this to uplift the kingdom. And so uh, really hearing from the Holy Spirit, because you, the people, your audience, your audience may be hungry for something and their freedom is inside your mouth. And mm-hmm. if you release something prematurely, they may have missed it. <laughs> they may, mm-hmm. they may not be in uh, in position to receive that right now. And so, uh, so yeah, man. No, that's powerful. What do you think the balance um, lies then when you talk about um, the small subgenre of CHH? But I feel like it has started. Well, it's, it's, it's been doing it probably, I would say, the last I would say the last eight years. Like, I really feel like it's been doing it when I say doing it, infiltrating through to the mainstream. Like you have more Christian hip hop artists who get sync placements in movies, TV shows, ESPN, um, you know, what I'm saying commercials and different things. You have uh, D1 did one uh, had uh, one year had the uh, song. His uh, song was uh, for the Pelicans. He he literally yeah. did the intro song for them to come in. So I'm saying, where where do you think the balance is then with us being able to still navigate on 
that side because we know we still need to be able to navigate on that side, not only to win souls, but let's yep. be very clear. It's the, it's a business side of it, and it takes finances and monies and sponsors and advertisers to be in cahoots with everything we're doing too as well to get it out to the masses. So yep. where is the balance at? Because I, I, I think I would have loved to uh, hear your your thoughts on if you were able to really build with Lil Wayne, when I say really build, like maybe, you know, it starts off slow. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he DMs you and maybe asks you for a word of prayer. And then maybe every now and then he just reaches out to you and you guys start to build some type of bond. Would yeah. you re- would you reconsider maybe later on doing a track if Holy Spirit tell you to? And then also, like I say, uh, where's the balance between um, being able to navigate on the mainstream side, the business side of Christian hip hop and where we are now? For sure. Like, so if, if I actually was to build a relationship with Lil Wayne, and the reason why I'm using Lil Wayne too is because that man is a wordplay genius. Like, listen, <laughs> let, 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 no, no, let's be very clear. And, and I, I'm, 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 I'm full agreeing with you. I think Lil Wayne is the best feature artist ever. Like, oh, I, hands down. I, I've never seen anybody just, his work is, don't, don't get it twisted. Wayne, if you're listening, absolutely, your catalog is amazing. We, we ain't yeah. holding you on that. But his feature game, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So yes, I agree. <laughs> so if, if I if I was to build a relationship with with Lil Wayne, man, and um, and the Holy Spirit told me to do a song with Lil Wayne, I definitely would. Gotcha. I definitely would. Uh, but I do feel like as, if, uh, as far as this, as far as Christian hip hop, really just kind of going mainstream because, like you said, it is it is a business at the Absolutely. end of the day, yes, and I think a lot of people they get that super confused like they get it twisted um i would put i would put it like this i say follow your own convictions Mm -hmm. i feel like you you know when you kind of going too far you know what i'm saying i i I literally have songs right now where i'm like okay like this is just a dope song and i and i really feel like at the end of the day i feel like God wants to bless you. I feel like God wants to expand territory, but I still feel like the name of Jesus still works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that is what, that's what breaks jokes. We out here breaking chains. We trying to snatch chains out here. We ain't trying to sugarcoat it. Uh, But I do understand, man, like right now, uh, for instance, we're trying to navigate this. So I'm on a a tour called uh, Reach and Teach. And what Reach and Teach is, I get to go into high schools and rap in high schools. And they put on this big production. And what they do is they teach uh, the teens behind the scenes in the music business. And so I'm the only Christian hip hop artist on this thing. And I I actually do. I have to kind of pull back uh, on using Jesus so much in the high schools. Like I can't I can't say it. But my thing is, I feel like this. I would say this. I feel like how you are living your life, how you shining your light off the stage is what matters at the end of the day man so it, i feel like by me getting on stage and even by me not saying jesus's name i feel like they're still being introduced to him but i would say this i don't think i would ever go into a song anymore because i'm saying i've done it before saying i'm not going to intentionally use jesus's name in this song because i would like for it to go mainstream mm-hmm. and i feel like if god give it to me and That's it good. just so happened not to just have scripture and his name and stuff all up in it. And he decides to uh, put that song on Netflix and this and that. Then I feel like, okay, so be it. Like, thank you, Jesus. But at the end of the day, I feel like just following your own convictions and not, I hope I'm making sense. 
of not no, really just yeah not just kind of just intentionally um trying to just shy away from his name uh unless and, and i feel like in certain and, and this, we can go on this topic all day unless it was a certain circumstance where you got asked to do like an intro or something like that in nature for a movie or for a tv show of course do what you got get your paper make your adjustments because at the end of the day god has given you the gift and somebody might hear that song and go back and listen to the rest of your catalog and life will never be the same facts facts and d1 still represented like you could still it was faith infused content on it even though it was uh like i say the uh pelicans uh intro track that is my guy he is he is he is insane oh yeah uno insane come on man uno been doing it a long time man too as well he's another vet in the game um that sometimes doesn't get his roses but i I, listen everybody who knows knows d1 has put the work in not only as an artist but also in the community too as well he's in the community he's a mover and shaker so yeah shouts out to you uno you uh for doing your thing um did you know did you know when you took um, that souls anchored uh beat uh from uh Sunday service. Did you know that thing was gonna go viral like that, or was that just something you was just having fun with? Heck, no, I didn't know. <laughs> 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 so I, I did, I did not know at all. And so, uh, literally, I heard that because this is what I expected. So when I first heard about the Sunday service uh album or whatnot, uh-huh. I expected it to be like that. I thought I was gonna be able to hear. Kanye rapping on with the choir and stuff and so when I heard it and I didn't hear that I was like oh nah like I I, I gotta do this like I feel gotcha. like Kanye said I had a verse on this and so uh so yeah we just chopped it up and uh I did a verse over it and we went and recorded it and for me man when I tell you one thing that I'm really trying to work on is patience man because me mm-hmm. when I get an idea it's like ah oh, yeah like let's get it like I, I gotta shoot a video to this today. Like let's do it. And you know how it is. Like when it comes to freestyles, uh, especially when something has just come, came out, you gotta jump on it quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did. We did the joint. We went out. We recorded a video. We uploaded it. And I want to say, man, in a matter of, I want to say the next morning is when I seen. Uh, you know they had several pages. A Sunday service uh, page had posted it, and it went crazy. And uh, after that posted, that's when I had uh, I had a bunch of, uh, you know, I had a few Christian hip hop artists, you know, follow me, uh, a few celebrities follow me. And that was pretty dope. I wanted to say uh, one of the first ones that that reached out to me, like I said, I was I still I'm I'm a hard Christian hip hop CHH fan. Uh, Reconcile was one of the first ones to reach out to me. And and Reconcile is, is solid, man. So, uh. He reached out to me and we we built so we still talk from time to time uh to this day but uh but man that that joint right there really did boost a lot of things for me but i did That's not know that was gonna go viral <laughs> wow yeah that that thing's solid if you haven't heard it um i know it's pretty much still surfacing on the internet or somewhere um definitely want to hear that freestyle listen what's next man before i get you out of here what's next for you uh next uh this is super low-key but not anymore after this man so uh for one i will say this i'm getting ready to make three appearances on the Winterfest tour uh okay. this year and so actually i leave next week uh i'll be in ocean city maryland next week okay uh, and then after that we'll be in missouri 
and then uh the big Winterfest tours in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. I know they had Social Club Mis- Misfits on it last year, and so I'm the Christian hip hop artist for for this year. And then uh, I'm getting ready to release in February with none other than my guy One K Few. So we'll be releasing the single uh, in February. Listen, that's all the way lit. Shouts out to the one K few. Yes, Listen, man, tell the people how they connect with you, following you all on your social media platforms, as well as introduce your latest single. Look, you can follow me at I am Dante Pride. I am Dante Pride on Instagram. I'm Dante Pride on Facebook. And also, if you would like to book or learn more about me, you can go to I am Dante Pride.com. And the latest single that I have out is featuring Pastor Candy West. She used to lead praise and worship at the Potter's house at TD Jakes. Uh, and also she used to sing background for Kurt Franklin and God's property. And the song is called you're still good and that is the song i was telling you guys that i have been sitting on for about five to six years and so yeah let's get it you're still good featuring candy west keep it locked you're tuned into the fix you know the fix is in yes sir dj focus dice gamble you tap back into the fix right here on holy culture radio uh we're in the middle of our real talk conversation we're talking about self-worth today yeah um you know dice this has been a good one Okay. And I know a lot of people, um, we, we kind of already touched about it. You know, a lot of people, uh, their feelings are uh, caught up in the way they see self-worth, of course, based mm-hmm. on, you know, their financial status, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. appearance, um, comments from others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, the one that really counts, <laughs> that we tiptoed a little bit on it towards the end, but we're going to really dive into it now is uh, how Jesus sees us. Mm-hmm. The self-worth that we should know from Genesis uh, when uh, God created us in his image. <laughs> I mean, did he do it, though? I mean, Psalm 139, 13 through 15, for you were formed in my inward parts. Yes. You know, you knitted, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth i mean i don't even want to talk about jeremiah 29 11 that's one of my favorite scriptures for i know the plans i have for you right declares the lord plans for everything good and not for evil to give you a hope in the future um so i mean we have it's a thousand scriptures that talk about god's care and thought i mean and i'll be honest with you and this is something that I had to use in the detention center. And I think I said this to uh, everybody before, like, and when I worked in the detention center uh, in Evansville youth, youth correctional facility, suicide was on a lot of the kids' minds. And there is this underlying idea of I'm not good enough, you know, because I've already screwed my life up. I'm in here at age 12, you know, like, wow, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I've been moving dope in my pamper since I was five, you know, like the parents devalued the child early exposed them to things they should have never seen as a child, snatched their innocence away in a way that just, they had to grow up supernaturally and they didn't know how to deal with, making great choices because their brain hasn't stopped developing because they're not even 25 years old yet. So it's like, you have to, and this is something that God gave me because they were like, I didn't ask to be here. I didn't ask to be here. I said, oh, you did ask to be here. No, I didn't ask to be here. Uh, My dad did this to my mom or whatever. I didn't ask to be here. I got here. It was jacked up. I said, no, you did ask to be here and you fought to get here. And let me, let me explain. 
naturally, there is obviously we have a, a connection as humans um, from, you know, mom to dad. I mean, yeah, to mom from dad. But there there is a collaboration of the of of God and the seed that is sown like the person has to want to get here and to connect in order for life to begin so and there's only one life that is going to make that connection out of 250,000 350,000 potential potential lives so yes you you fought to be here you fought with all your heart to be here and so you might not remember that moment but you did that Nobody else could have done that. So long story short, um, you know, it's meant it's, we're purposed to be here. You know, we're purposed. We have great purpose. We have our purposes in Christ. Of course, if you're a believer, um, I don't know, man, but you got to find that purpose and know that you have something to give. And I, I just think people need to hear that when they're younger. They need to know that instinctively, uh, like before they begin their journey, they, their parents need to or guardians need to help their mind align with uh, the fact that they need to keep on seeking and just know that they're valued and they're, it's just worth keeping all the dreams in, in front of them and just pushing, just pushing forward and not putting blame on every single thing, everything, blaming everybody else. So because when you have a victim mentality, it's easy for you to take everything out on other people because nothing's your fault. So you don't want to own anything. You have zero accountability for any choices you make in life you're always a victim but it's like yeah once you get to a certain age you got to stop playing a blame game you got to grow up and just know that it's not about everybody else's fault I have a responsibility for my journey I have a responsibility for my happiness I have a responsibility for me uh, you know reaching out to people who can help me understand my value better I have a responsibility to get away from people who they don't mean me any good you know they're not helpful you know, they don't love me. They're not pushing me. They're not supportive of me. And, but it's, and it's your responsibility. You got to learn to take care of yourself. We talk about self-care a lot on the show, but you got to be kind to yourself, whether that's to go to therapy yes. or whatever, whatever you got to do. But um, your rejection has to be dealt with and you need to deal with that immediately. So any any thought that uh, tries to exalt itself above what God says, we need to go on to cast that down to the pits of hell. And you need to work on that every single day. Um, because your survival depends on you, you know, it's, it's, it's up to you. So, um, I'm just praying people go and get the knowledge that they need to become better versions of themselves. Because, you know, if you have low self-esteem, man, that can just spiral you into depression. And a lot of people mm -hmm. go there and then they want to take it out on other things, whether it's substances, substance abuse, uh, whether they want to abuse people or opportunities, you know, and it's all because they don't feel good about themselves. So, That's good. That's good. I'm glad anyway. you brought up. The, I, no, no, that was good. I'm glad you brought up uh, the self-esteem, too, as well, because in one sense, low self-esteem is the opposite of pride. In another sense, low self-esteem is a form of pride. And some people have lower self-esteem because they want people to feel sorry for them. And you kind of even talked about that. I, I know a lot of people play these games i'm oh, just being honest like like, like they games. play these games i'm like oh yeah what are we doing oh, oh please well, i mean please i know people that replay something that happened to them over and over and i, yes. I promise you i don't i don't have people like that in my life anymore you know but i even focus i even got to a point where 
if I'm on the phone with somebody, we're having a good conversation or it's some type of ministry or, you know, they're telling me about their drama. Mm-hmm. I say, call me back when you have a solution. Oh, that's call good. Me, call, call me back. Yeah. Call me back when you when you can tell me what five steps you took to get yourself out of that situation. Like the next time I talk to you, we're not talking about the same thing. We're not. Because that that lets me know that you're using me. You're using me as a, just a sounding board. You know, I'm your beat up doll. You just want to call and throw up on me. And that's not why I'm here, because that can actually affect me spiritually. So it's like um, you got to call people up, man. Like and people that complain all the time, like to your point, you're talking about pride. And my bishop, he would say, um, let's see, uh, self-pity is a form of self-worship. And it goes it goes against all the things of God. Mm-hmm. Because when you're always talking about yourself and who did what to you and what you went through and what you don't have and who shot John, it's like it's it's all about you. So we're we're not discussing the things of God at all. We're not giving God the glory. We're not leaning in and asking God for help. You know, we're not talking about how God brought us through something. It's poor old me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You put yourself on a pedestal. Look at me. Poor old me. Oh, feel sorry for me. Oh, yeah. I'm the center of attention. And those people are sickening. They're sickening. Nobody likes to be around these people. People will slowly walk away because guess what? We're tired of hearing that every day. We're tired of hearing that at every family reunion, every birthday, every day I come home. Stop with the whining. You know what I'm saying? You're not helping your value. I'm starting to devalue you myself mm. because you keep because you keep presenting as less than. And that's what I'm saying. Like, man. <clears throat> that's why the Bible is clear about you need to speak those the be nots as though they were you have to continue to take over your mind like I said and it can't be this fault somebody else's fault you know one person of a different color does something to you now you just dismiss the whole race but it's oh, one time true. I had this one white man that took my five cent from the okay so now all white men are horrible think about that people do that foolishness it's foolery one, oh, so one time I had a little Asian person steal my dollar. That's why I don't mess with Asian people. What? Are you joking? <laughs> so it's like, oh, my God. Like, grow up. Like, and think about what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't want that to happen to you. Well, you know, somebody be like, well, this one time this black girl, you know, took my phone and sold it. So that's why I don't talk to black people anymore, Dice. Can't talk to you. Have a good day. I'll be like, what? <laughs> I'll be like, really? You tripping. I'll be like, I didn't do that to you. So it's just like blaming other people, you know, always needing a circus of drama around you. Um, You know, like I said, leaning into, you know, you're just like, yeah, this is what people call me growing up. And that's why I don't mess with people. It's like, okay, that's the devil. uh, That's the devil, 100%. Because if you have that mentality, the enemy is attacking you hard because that's what the enemy does. Enemy want to get you alone all the time and then just wear your mind out and tell you all the things you're not every type of identity you're not every type of thing you didn't accomplish can never be whatever they said to you 20 years ago so that's why it's important for you to know hey i have great value and great worth i have something to give to the world god i'm here for a reason and it is on purpose and um and i'm here to bless people and i am here to be blessed Okay, I'm here to be I'm here to be a blessing. So, yeah, no, you got to show up too. like, here's another thing, focus. And then I'll I'll let this one go. Another reason why 
a lot of people don't understand their self-worth or self-value is they never go and get around other people. Because if you stay in your same old community, your same old church, your same old school, and you never go and see how other people value you or your service or what you bring to the table, mm-hmm. you're not going to ever know your worth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people that grow up with you, they'd be the worst ones to judge you. So it's like, it's important that you get out and go see the world, you know? Facts. Um, the thing about it, like, the confidence level and the pride that Africans have versus black people, huge. Yes, it is. Huge. Africans don't even play with you about how dope they are. And it don't matter if they got two pennies to rub together. You're going to learn when you run across an African. You're going to know you in the presence of a king or a queen. Like, it, it don't even, it, it, like, the conversation is never less than. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It starts at home. It starts in the heart. You know, um, it start, starts in the culture. You know, and so it's important that we begin to build these social structures. I see, shout out to all the teachers who have the kids doing affirmations right before class starts, because that has been a a running trend the past couple of years. And I'm loving every minute of it. I'm strong. I'm brave. I'm, you know, I'm beautiful. I am, you know what I'm saying? So I think people are starting to get it, but we initially started this conversation. Like how could, um, you know, these five men really... Uh, murder this man that looked just like them and it's because all five of them had low self-esteem low self-value for themselves and for their own race and that's why this is more sad to me because it's like come on if anything you should love yourself but it don't even take a rocket scientist to know that none of them looked at themselves in the mirror that day and said I love us I love who I am I love where I'm from you know, I love my people. Uh-uh. You hate your people. Yeah, we're not even going to talk about the spiritual aspect. I, I would love to <clears throat> know if any of them are professed Christians. Let's be very clear. Oh, I doubt it. No, I doubt it too. And, and if you it. were, then yeah, you let the enemy uh, get a hold of you that I day. Doubt that. Uh, I want to give you a few, <clears throat> few scriptures before we uh, uh, definitely want to give them that Romans 12 and 3. That blessed mm-hmm. my life. Okay. Um, Romans 12 and 3 says, For by grace... Uh, given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of my himself uh, more highly than he ought to, or think mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that you uh, you are better than anyone. Um, mm-hmm. But with a sober mind, uh, judgment according to the measure of faith that God has assigned us to. Um, that mm-hmm. particular scripture always blesses me, Dice, because to your point, um, we have to realize the value not only in ourselves but also in others, and mm-hmm. also the power that we have. Mm-hmm. And tearing down others because that's something else that we mm-hmm. talked about a little bit, but it's very oh, yeah. important. What's your accountability in tearing people down and uh, taking people's value and and, and and twisting that thing? You you said something about us being toxic mm-hmm. and growing up in toxic uh, environments, and mm-hmm. if that's all we ever exposed to, and that's we don't you know. get away from our family who's always mm-hmm. toxic and talking about mm-hmm. us or mm-hmm. friends or peers, and expose ourselves mm-hmm. to other mm-hmm. cultures, to other races, to mm-hmm. see that, that it's different. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you'll ever be real, real, well-rounded in all areas of life to show you that you know you can do different things and you can deal with you know the toxic relationships mm-hmm. and you can deal with some successful relationships over here. And then where do you come in between both of those? Because that's the thing too as well. Because you have to say, okay, some family, yes, you, you can't get rid of their family, so you have to understand that this makes them feel better. Because I, I really feel like sometimes uh, family members. 
or friends see something in you that they wish they were doing. So instead of them acknowledging it and giving you your respect and saying, you they know what, I'm proud of you. Down. Yeah, they rather tell you down. Let's be rather very clear. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Yeah. So yeah. you have, but, but, but I had to realize that, Dice. It took me mm-hmm. some years to realize, oh, okay, this is not going to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this has been going on before I was alive mm-hmm. and it's going to go on after I die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunately... Um, just a minute ago, you were, you posed the question. Yeah, I wonder if these guys uh, were Christian. But First um, John, fourth chapter, nineteen verse through the twenty first verse, we love because he first loved us. That's if good. Anyone, if anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. So it's like. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, you, you definitely don't love God. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, it, it's, we are to treat each other uh, with respect and love. And that's a commandment. Like, that's our, our personal commandment if you're in the faith. And so, you know, you should love yourself. And this is, a, this is another thing. Um, love your neighbor as yourself. I had debated this a long time ago when I was in church. I said, yeah, but if you don't love yourself. How are you going to love your neighbor? can't love your neighbor so that's it's real. important yeah it starts with you you know and that's why i said uh and i think it was yesterday i said man it's hard to the hardest thing to do is sit with yourself mm-hmm. and like how have i affected my family how have i affected my community how am i being effective and what is my effect you know towards the people around me in the lives of people that are around me it's hard to sit with yourself it's hard to change. It's hard to be honest and say, you know what? Yeah, I was raised to kind of be abusive in speech. I was raised to be abusive, you know. Um, I have abusive people in my family, you know. Like some of the things I've seen, I still need to go to therapy for, you know, that I just refuse to deal with. So I'm like, it, it's some, you know, and it's hurt and it hurts, you know, Sam. So it's like we all have these different challenges, but if you aren't willing to deal with them, take steps to deal with them like be honest about what it is you know what i'm saying it it can just kind of fester and all sitting there and then when you have this big explosive moment or somebody provokes you, you you'll lash out you'll lash out in a way and then you'll take all that out on the person who do- doesn't deserve it keep it locked you're tuned into the fix and the fix is in Yes, sir. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. Listen, it's that time. It's time for our Real Talk conversation. And today, uh, yeah, Dice has a good one for us today. What are we talking about, Dice? We're just talking about self-esteem and uh, value. You know, so just your self-worth and your value focus. One of the things that I really see with the uh, current situation concerning uh, Tyree, the young gentleman who was um, murdered by five police officers uh, the other day, is that um, five cowards? I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. punks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, behind low level individuals. Um, yeah, it, the way that we treat other people is how we feel ourselves, how we view ourselves. Like that's something we can't get away from. Mm. And so it's very easy to always point out things and to try to make things black and white, you know, so easy to do that. I mean, that way I can dismiss that there's any other problems. Mm. But but the problem is deeper 
than uh, you know color a lot of times when it comes to the, these police brutalities and things like that. Like even uh, even George George Floyd, like we could debate that that was racist, but was it really though? You know, like regardless of what color a person is when they abuse somebody, it's they're not doing it out of purely color. They're doing it out of a lack of self-value towards the other person and a, and a lack of self-worth that they feel on the inside. Mm, that's good. So I just wanted us to, I mean, we could talk about all, all the crazy stuff that's happened in the world, but when do we ever start digging a little deeper and getting to the root of the problem and what's really, really going on? So that's why I was like, we're going to talk about it. Self-worth and value. Like, where does it come from? Because obviously you're not just born with it, you know, it, ha- it, it it's created culturally and, and from a community standpoint, and it starts very young within your family. So, you know, um, if you don't have a very good upbringing, your mm-hmm. value is low. Mm hmm. It, like you don't feel like you're worth anything, mm-hmm. you know, like you like, that you have the power to do anything or that you are empowered to do anything, you know. Um, and if you're from <clears throat> and, you know, if you're African-American and I don't know if it was like this in your household focus, but you have to have very thick skin in our community because there is a. A twisted. Sickening game that's played in our households all across the world where you talk trash about each other. It's funny. Like, it's a game. Every black every black household does this. You know it. But I'll be honest with you, folks. Everybody can't handle that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are some things that have been said right now and some of you who are listening, it scarred you mm-hmm. for life. Mm-hmm. And you could you could literally flash back to that moment where you heard maybe somebody you loved or cared about or you thought who should have protected you or it, maybe it was in front of a family uh, function or at a dinner table and and it just came at you and it just froze you in time and scarred you for the rest of your life. Attacking your self-value and your self-worth. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I'm trying to say is like <clears throat> when you see like this type of situation where you have five people who felt it was okay to hurt one person. There's so much wrapped up into that, you know, so much wrapped up into that. So even, even, I mean, I don't know if you're from the hood, but it was like one-on-one. Like if you wanted to deal with a person, it was just one-on-one and it was hands. That's what it was. And then after it was over, it was over. And if you had a problem, then we bring out the next person, but it, it was never like a, Oh, we just out here jumping people like ain't nobody trying to do that. Just a bunch of punks do that, you know, but um, not to get on my tangent. I'm just saying like um, the bottom line is this thing starts really, really young. So uh, there are a couple different reasons why people have low self-esteem. It could be financial. So if you're born into a poor family, uh, your self-esteem is low. It's a lot lower. I gave the statistic when we were on the break and it's on the uh, federal government website that the difference between being raised in a black household versus a white household like the amount of money or the value is $164,000 that's on the federalreserve.gov site 
So just that it's called the black-white gap. So if you can only imagine every single, uh, not every single, but the average. They're just saying the average. Um, black household has 164000 less than the average white household. So that in itself creates a different type of self-worth when black people always compare themselves to white. That's the standard. That's the standard. A standard you will never be able to catch up with unless you push. You know? Mm-hmm. So work on it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if I got 164K and you don't, it's a whole lot I can do you can't. Mm-hmm. Some things I'm going to buy, some places I'm going to go, some gear I'm going to have on that you're not going to have. Mm-hmm. And so that th- these things do create, you know, this false idea that one is better. And that's not true. That's why I'm like, culturally, you we got to change culturally. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm pretty much I'm from my African-American you know, background. So that's my my thing is like it has to start at home. Like you have to hear those words. At a very young age, you are valued, you are wanted, you are cared for, you're good, you're good as anyone else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can have every opportunity and go for every opportunity. And focus, I like how you were talking about you were like, yeah, I've come a long way, but don't think I didn't have problems along the way. You know, same here. Like, don't think some Facts. hate didn't some hate didn't come along the way. But you know, I'm very clear with my family, my friends, my brothers and sisters, like, you can go work 29 jobs just like I do. You can go hustle. You can have a career. You can do music. You can write books. You can get your stuff in movies. You can actually work a job. You can sell your shirts. You can do the same thing I do. And have the same thing I got. Mm -hmm. But you just got to want it. There has to come a point where the blame game stops. And And that's all I'm trying to say is like, because if the blame game doesn't stop, your heart gets full of anger. And then you have situations like this whole Tyree thing. No, I agree, and and I love you said some key points. I'm a, I'm gonna retract a few of them first. One, it does start in your household first. I, I really want parents to get back to parenting. Um, this new this new age thing dice a little different for me. I, I just be honest. I, I I talk with people and I hear horror stories, and I mentor uh, you know some people in these areas. But specifically for parents, I, I just feel like parents have a unique opportunity to be able to show kids value, self-worth, responsibility, and train them up to be a responsible citizen. And I think that's something that's missing in some households right now compared to, you know, we come from that we come from that age, that old school teaching to no no, you whether you receive it or not, while you're here and you live up under this roof, mm-hmm. this is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and and we know it was uh, at least for me there was some toxic things in that because it was more of a dictatorship than it was me being able to have a voice and be mm-hmm. able to ex- express some things but I do appreciate my father <clears throat> my my mother my grandmother my grandparents rather showing me a structure showing mm-hmm. me that there's rules to mm-hmm. everything that I do and mm-hmm. definitely self worth my dad used to do some every day I promise you every morning before either uh, I went to school, he took me, dropped me off to school, and I'm talking about from a, a, a young age. Mm. It was something simple, too. He used to always call me a king. He said, you know mm-hmm. you're a king, right? 
Mm-hmm. I used to, I, I didn't question him for some years until I got a little older because he started telling me that. I promise you, I can remember as early as like five, six years old, like mm-hmm. first grade. He telling me, "You a king, you a king." And I finally asked him. Maybe um, by the time I got to middle school, seventh, eighth grade, I say, "Pops, why you always call me a king?" He said, "Cause you are. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that you will be in my role sooner than you think." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And my job is to show you how to, that's why I always say it, to be a responsible adult and a mm. good citizen. That's my job. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm, I'm not your friend. I'm your dad. And that right there for me, when you talk about self-work, him mm-hmm. just calling me a king every day. Let's mm-hmm. be very clear. I knew what a king was. Everybody knew what a king was. That's royalty. That's somebody who's strong. That's someone who's a leader. That's someone who has them following. That right there just boosted my morale. That, mm. that right there just took my self-esteem to another level because I wanted to walk around and make sure I represented it. No, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a king. My mm-hmm. dad said I'm a king. I, that means I'm something special, that mm-hmm. I shouldn't settle for anything less. There you go. And so so that, was, that was very important. The next thing I want to talk about, oh, my goodness, is why do we find, <laughs> why do we find it that we find our self-worth and what other people say about us, Dice? I feel like too many people, if someone makes a comment about you, I find, especially in, especially on social media, mm-hmm. like as soon as somebody, I see the chats and some of the, the, the chatter within the comments, it's like as soon as somebody uh, says something to somebody, it's like they find their self-worth in that comment. Mm-hmm. Why are we at an age right now where people don't know who they are? And understand that, you know, maybe it's a spiritual attack. Maybe it's just somebody hating. Let's be very clear. Um, I see that too often where people are depressed and really mm-hmm. it impacts them. Dice, I'm serious. Like I've seen people like really depressed because, you know, they feel like such and such said this about them. So they feel like that's the all to the all. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not who you are. So why are you even stressed out and depressed about it? Why do we care and value what people say about us compared to valuing what we know God, who God has called us to be? And that's just why do you think so many people find self-worth in what people say about them? Well, we find ourselves typically in other people. Why? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, bro. I mean, that's why you seek you know, basically, you know, God created us to be in community. Yes. You know, that is that is just what it is, you know, and we're drawn to certain people for certain reasons. You know, but the people typically you're drawn to, you want you want to be well received. So when you do hear some type of negativity, like it's it, it's hard to hear it from a source that you love, care about or you are aspiring to be. You know, it's frustrating. I mean, and I don't know if you ever been you know, trying to get a job or a position or a role and then somebody give you some negative feedback, it's it's more hurtful than if you heard it from your brother or your sister because you wanted that validation because That's you kind of see yourself going that way. So it's it's uh it's unconscious. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> that's why I'm like, man no, the little saying when you're young, sticks and stones may break my bones. Words never hurt me. Words do hurt. <laughs> words hurt. Words are the foundation of the world. So it's like Think when you know, like names. the The name of a thing means a whole lot. So when people start to label you, 
you literally pack on that label. That's why it's super important to know who you are in Christ. You brought it up and I know we can't dive too deep in it because we got to go. But that's why it's, it's important for you to know your identity at a very young age so that when you do run across these types of situations, you know, you, you don't respond, you know, like it. And I know Oprah said it all the time because I think it was my Angelou is it's not what they call you. It's what you respond to. Because that's good. You know, you have, but if I know who I am, I'm never going to respond. Like you could call me out of my name 59 times, but I'm never going to turn around. Why? Because that's not my name. Now, mm-hmm. when you call my name, then I'll respond, you know, and, but you have to, you got to get that at a very young age. And some people just don't have it, you know, so, you know, it's something that you got to learn. I mean, sometimes it's cultural knowledge and people get it, but you know, some people, some people just don't have the social structure in their household where their parents are capable enough to give them that type of knowledge and say, hey, don't even turn around. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you, you, you know, you're blessed if you've had that growing up. And then you're blessed if you had the kind of household where you kick back. Because that's what I kick back. And I'd be like, your mama. Your mama. <laughs> and I was the one to sit there. Said, your mama. Uh-huh. That's that's what your daddy said last night. Your mama. Like, and I, I, would, I mean, because it's like, no, you're not about to, no. No, we not no. Yeah. Yo mama. Huh? What else? Yeah, that's right. Like so it's like if you didn't have that type of upbringing where, you know, you was quick with the no, 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 no. We ain't even going to play that game. Or you didn't have the yeah, you you're not talking to me. Then, you know, yeah, you're affected by the things that people have called you. And um like I said, sometimes it's up to you. You got to confront these things at an older age. Sometimes you actually got to go confront the person at an older age and we can get into that on the second half because I know we got to pay some bills. Yep. DJ Focus, <laughs> Dice Gamble. Uh, listen, we got to go to a quick break. We'll be right back with more of this conversation. It's just going to get better and better. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. Uh, we appreciate you guys, you know, rocking with us on this uh, Tiptoe Tuesday. Um, that one was a powerful uh, real talk conversation we had today on self-worth dice. I appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. and uh, blessing the people with some nuggets. Um, I know you got some tips to leave them with on just um, the yeah, importance of I self-worth. Um, I have a few too as well. Yeah. I think it's very key um, to, uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, self-worth. Uh, w- one tip for me, I think that's really, really important. And we talked about it. Don't compare yourself to others. Stop it. Stop comparing yourself to others. Stop putting so much value in what other people say about you. I really want to encourage people to get to a new level of that, to treat relationships for what they what they really are. Um, I know this is and I'm guilty of it, too, as well. I know men usually, you know, we, we, we take things to heart, especially when our wives say things to us. So even um, God showed and revealed to me, even in though in, in my, my, my relationship with my wife, me understanding how to communicate with my wife how she communicates back with me and even a dynamic in that because mm-hmm. you know sometimes absolutely she might need to uh you know be a little bit uh more critical to me and say some things that i might don't want to hear or mm-hmm. i might not want to hear her say it but i mm-hmm. need her to say it mm-hmm. so um i know for me that was very valuable um but uh other than that i'm, I'm just gonna be very clear if God or my wife didn't say it, I promise you, I ain't really stunning nobody. Pray for me. I ain't stunning nobody. No, seriously, I ain't stunning nobody. Um, the other thing I want to give, and I'll give you, let you give your tips, Dice. Identify your strengths and your areas um, that you need to get better in and understanding your self-esteem. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is a, a, a ongoing process 
that you have to continue to do to show your self-worth, understanding your self-worth, understanding mm-hmm. what words uh, trigger um, maybe some depression or tick you off. Let's be very clear. Even in self-worth, yeah, sometimes things can, you know, get you to a state where, you know, you're about to lose it, you know? So understanding that part of your mental health and your self-esteem is very, very important. And listen, get the therapy you need, the counseling you need for those who do need it. But Mm -hmm. I really want everybody to really uh, understand that majority of the times I would argue, and I I think Dice, you would, you would agree. It's a spiritual attack Mm -hmm. and you understanding the spiritual attack. And we didn't even talk about uh, you know what we should have talked about? We're going to have to have a part two because I, I, you, you know who is good at tearing people down? Mm-mm. Narcissist people. I hate yeah. them. I hate them jokers. Pray for me. I know I shouldn't say that. I dislike them. I, I'm, I'm going to take that back. I dislike them. No, seriously, because I believe them are demons on assignment <laughs> to tear people down, control and manipulate people's minds because that's mm-hmm. what a narcissist likes to do. It's like they feed on it. That You know, mm-hmm. they, they're vultures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're big on uh tearing people down and taking people's uh self value and self worth out out the way. That's good. You're right. Um, I guess my tips concerning uh, self value, you know, self worth, it would mean. Or, I mean, I would say that uh, you have everything you need. You know, you are more than enough. Um, obviously, we can always get better as good citizens and you know good humans great christians um give yourself permission to fail i mean there aren't any lessons learned if you haven't had any failures you know and uh don't stay stuck in shame you know that's something the enemy wants you to stay stuck in is be shameful for all the things you've done that's why we have the cross that's why jesus died for our sins you know what i'm saying so it's like um we have been bought with a price that reminds us to let go of other people's opinions because only uh, one opinion matters. And that's we are fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, way before uh, time we were thought about. And God has great plans for us. And so it's important for us to plan our healing. I think we talk about mental health on here a lot. But when we know we have an area that is low in value, we have to take strides to go seek out that value and understand and better understand our value. Like, what am I good at? What do I like to do? How do I make people feel? How, how do I show up well for others? You know, how do I, how am I helpful? You know, even if it's just I'm strong, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody ain't strong. Everybody's not tall, you know? Thanks. Um, I was telling my husband a story uh, when I went to Mexico with my sister and she's in the Navy, so she can swim like a fish, you know, but they have it where you can put your goggles in the water and you, you're out there and you can see under the water and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I we all had on life vests, but um, I don't know. I may have taken a few shots or something before I got on the boat. But the point was my leg cramped up <clears throat> really bad. And before I went on this trip, I low-key turn my nose up to people who were super big, you know, like not just the healthy, not just big boned but just really obese, you know, like, oh, like, man, why don't people, you know, take care of themselves a little bit better? You know, like, it's, you know, it's a, health is a thing for me. So I, I was getting irritated, but I had a really big dude save me on that trip. And I never forget. I was like, everybody's a, a different way for a reason. Like, so my leg had cramped up. And I don't know if you've ever been on one of these uh, little trips when you're out there swimming, but the boat has to leave you because of the waves. So you can't have like all these boats around. So we had to swim back to the boat. And I was like, I'm about to die in Mexico. But at least the view is beautiful. <laughs> you know? And a guy, he kept saying, you all right? 
And I was like, I'm all right. And, you know, and he swam out and he grabbed me. He said, one thing about fat people, we float. I, hey, he said, I ain't got that problem you got. We float. And I come, was on, like, sis, come on, sis, jump on my back. That man saved my life, focus. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have any more chutzpah. I didn't have any more energy. You know, I mean, and of course, they, you know, they probably would have sent somebody to save me. But everybody, I think I was the last person, you know, trying to get back to the uh, rope that they had that sticks out of the back, you know, that had the, out at the back of the boat. Because uh, you can't get close to a boat if you ever tried to swim to a boat, you know, for so many reasons. So, uh, but no, nah, man, I was thanking God for fat people. I was like, Lord, God bless every fat person on earth. I pray to God they continue to eat and grow in all of the places that they need to because they are out here saving. Wrong with you? Oh, God. I want them to eat everything they want. Bless them with finances to just do what they need to do. Oh my I was goodness. I was thinking, God, focus. I'm not even playing. Total stranger, and I, he saved my soul. I was like, God, you knew when you made this man. You knew, you knew, and, and people probably judged him because, like I said, I was doing a little prejudgment, you know. And I just was like, man, everybody has purpose. And I mean, I, I know it's a funny story, but I'm being honest. Like, everybody has purpose, you know. And it and the outside doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like. You really have to get over that. Be like, man, oh, God has a plan for each and every one of us. We're, we all have great purpose. We're all needed in a way. And you have to seek out that reason. Like, you know, it, it is it is your um, it's it's your journey and you have to be accountable. You have to make a commitment to yourself. You have to learn to love yourself, you know, and love all the love, love your flaws. You know what I'm saying? Like you are unique. Nobody else is like you. So once you once you learn that, man, that becomes your foundation. And so you won't have this bias towards people or this anger that's built up towards people. And if people have offended you, please take it to the cross and be like, Lord, here you go. I'm going to give you them. You know, I forgive them. And here you go. Absolutely. You know, you deal with them the way you want to deal with them, because I don't have a heaven or hell to put people in. So I'm just saying, like, all right, we got to grow. We got to get better. And we have to be intentional. And we have to stop blaming people and stop being victims and saying that the world is after us or this or the white man's after us or it's oppression or it's the system. Yes, we have systematic inequalities that exist in every single area of life. But those can't always be the reason why you're not trying to get better. That's good. Can't be. Yeah. I agree. Uh, listen, yeah. uh, that's our time. Uh, we definitely want to shout out our brother Dante Pride. Mm -hmm. If you missed that exclusive spiritual detox, uh, you definitely want to hit rewind. Um, or if you're not able to hit rewind, listen, you can tap in uh, to that uh, exclusive spiritual detox tomorrow on holyculture.net. Mm -hmm. As always, follow us on all social media uh, platforms at The Fix Radio Show. That's D A F X. D-I-X-X radio show on all social media platforms. Continue to send all proper EPKs, music submissions to the Fix Radio Show. Uh, we are going through all this new music. Uh, the Winning 10 has been off the hook. So, you know, we add new music to, to the Winning 10 each and every week. So definitely mm -hmm. tap in for that. Listen, we got to go. Uh, you want to tap in tomorrow. Wisdom Wednesday is going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about value in the DJ. We're going to talk <laughs> about it tomorrow. Okay. And of course, uh, we'll have another exclusive spiritual detox too as well. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. <laughs>